Bob, welcome. It's good to be here. I should also mention that Bob is the past president of Oberlin College, uh, but that's a few years back. Uh, and Bob and I f have these conversations, it seems, uh, usually once every other year, and we've been having them for some time now. And uh, I've said, uh, in fact, I've written before that uh, in one of the New Dimensions uh, radio newsletters that uh, if I was trapped or marooned on a desert island, the person I probably would most like to have with me to have conversation with would be Bob Fuller. Uh, <laughs> I can't imagine a more uh, uh, enlightening uh, conversationalist than Bob has been over the years, and because he carries an, such an you carry such an original view of uh, the way the world is, and it's always refreshing to hear it because one doesn't often hear the view you have. I know that some of our listeners haven't heard you before, so perhaps one of the best ways to begin would be, be to explain the, the Motsu project and the inspiration for it, and just so our listeners have a better sense of what you're about. All right. Uh, these things always go way back in one's life. I think it probably, in my case, goes back to grammar school, my grammar school was an all-white, mostly privileged school in New Jersey near Bell Laboratories, where so many of our parents worked. However, within the larger area, there was a very, very poor community, also white, of farmers. And it was just after the Depression. And so there was, within this school, the gulf between first world and third world, if you will, that now uh, characterizes the whole globe. And I was always fascinated by the energy in these poor kids and the resourcefulness by the street wisdom, if you will. But as I said, none of them were other than white. And then later in life, of course, at college, you know, one meets blacks and Asians and so on. But uh, I was, I've always been fascinated by the differences because I think so many of my playmates were homogeneously well-off, successful American types. And a lot of my adult life has been spent traveling all over the world, uh, getting to know peoples from other cultures. The Motsu project is in a way, a, uh, way of legitimizing what it is I've always wanted to do and earning a living doing it. It's not affiliated with any institution or with any government. We raise funds from foundations and individuals to go to places, usually places of conflict, study both sides in a nonpartisan manner as, po as we can, even though you do have your own feelings usually, and see if there's anything that can be done to modify the climate of opinion. You can't proceed as a diplomat would to make peace or mediate the thing. But prior to that, there's the need for people to get to know each other. And uh, the project is named after an ancient Chinese named Motsu, who began doing this very kind of thing 2,500 years ago. That is 500 years before Christ. He believed... Uh, that offensive warfare was evil, and he was the first person we know about ever to say that because war-making had always been viewed as a perfectly legitimate activity. 
still is, more or less. On the other hand, with the advent of weapons of mass destruction, more and more people are coming around to the point of view that Motsu first enunciated 2,500 years ago. And uh, we, following in his footsteps, in the footsteps of thousands of other citizen diplomats through the centuries, just take the point of view that war and peace are too important to be left to generals, too important to be left even to politicians, to diplomats. We still need politicians and diplomats, but it's the citizens' responsibility to get to know each other across political boundaries, across cultural differences.